Hello, everybody. Josh Neighbors here, Locked On Nationals podcast on this Tuesday. It is our second episode. It's brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com right now. Use the promo code Locked On for $20 off on your first order. We had the center field uh, postseason position preview up earlier today. And also, because the World Series starts today, I wanted to do a gambling preview. So I brought in Corbett Koslak, my good friend and former colleague at KCOU 88.1 FM. Corbett is an avid uh, you know, gambling enthusiast. So he comes on, helps us break down the lines, everything from series length to MVP to winner and how many games, long shots, etc. Uh, it was a fun conversation, so we hope you guys enjoy. You are Locked On Nationals. Your daily Washington Nationals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody. Locked On Nationals podcast today on this Tuesday, uh, a double feature today on this Tuesday because the World Series is starting today and I wanted to bring Corbett Koslak on to do our 2020 World Series betting preview. Um, we have the Dodgers and the Rays and we're going to cover all kinds of different uh, bets, you know, which ways you want to go, series length, MVP, specific game odds, et cetera. Now, Corbett, the first thing I want to ask you is this. Um, from a broader perspective, this feels right. Like, like the two correct teams are in this, right? The two teams with the best records during the regular season uh, actually made it. And it's weird because this is the first time since 2013 that, that that's happened. And in baseball, it feels like, you know, all you have to do is just make the dance and you get there. And it's been weird, right? I mean, in a shorter season with a bigger playoff, we still got the two best teams, the best record, in my opinion. Yeah, you know, it's kind of like the college basketball tournament every year where everyone's excited because, you know, Loyola Chicago wins two games, but the four one seeds them in the final four about 98% of the time. Um, so that's kind of what it was. And then you heard all season about how, you know, any team can make a run and you don't deserve it. If you're, not, if you're you know, the Astros under 500, you don't deserve it here. You don't deserve it there. Well, everyone got their wish and, two teams that were obviously the best in the playoffs and obviously the best in the regular season are the ones still playing. So, I mean, everyone got, everyone got what they wanted. It was compelling too. I mean, we had two, seven, you know, two, seven game series and uh, you know, you, you can't ask for much more than that. Plenty of drama, big home runs. And um, you know, I, I going into the series, you the Dodgers are the favorites. I'm trying to find the straight up uh, the series odds. Yeah, the Dodgers are minus, according to Bovada right now, the Dodgers are minus 205 and the Rays are plus 175. Yes, so um, that is, I believe, for tonight's, uh, oh yeah, yeah, that's that's uh, for tonight's game one. Um, the Dodgers are going to be the favorite, they're always the betting favorite, and from a roster standpoint, I just think you favor them from the go, right? It's just, you look at both teams and the Dodgers have, you know, they they climbed out, climbed out of that 3-1 hole and this feels it's it's like it's finally their moment, right? It feels like things are coalescing and they're having different guys step up at different times. It, it feels like things are they're kind of turning a corner in a way they hadn't before, right? So I've kind of been as far as like, you know, picking a, a team to win the series. Yeah, you're right about the Dodgers having the better roster, um, but they've probably had the better roster in every postseason series they've played in the last five years. Um, so I don't think you can really put too much into that. And like they've left. They left, what, two games in the NLDS and one in the, the division round, so they played seven games against the Braves with a better roster. And I would argue the Rays roster is better than the Braves. So if we're going into, like, the Dodgers are peaking at the right time, I'm not sure that's the case, especially. Hold on, you think the Rays roster is better than the Braves? 
I have you seen the bullpen that's coming out of? Uh, yeah. Like, uh, oh well. Okay. And, but I mean, you know. And, well, and let me get into this too, because this is kind of plays into it. I've kind of been anti-Rays all season, right? Like, like when you have a team like the Yankees or the Astros or the Dodgers, you know exactly how they're going to beat you. They're going to outspend you. They're going to outhomer you. The, the Rays can beat you in ninety thousand two hundred and thirteen different ways, and it and it's it's very. It's very like every, it feels like every Rays game at the end of it, you're like, how did the Rays just win? Look at this roster. Mike Zunino is hitting fifth. See, here's, like, here's what I games? think. It's counter that. I think, I, I don't agree with the, I mean, yes, the Rays have a bunch of different guys who can beat you, but the Rays win like four to three, three to one. It just seems like they find a way to do that a lot. And mm-hmm. it's, I think it speaks to their pitching and the fact that they, you know, they've got enough decent professional hitters in their team. Who can and one guy who's really good, Randy Rosarena, and they have enough guys who can pull through. You know, we've seen Zanino with big hits, G-Man Choi with big hits, uh, Lau with a big hit, um, you know, uh, Michael Brazo with a big hit. Right? They just seem to have enough guys around to make it happen. And I think the Dodgers should be favored, but like you know, it's one of those things where, I mean, this feels like it's this series is going to go six games, and I think that's a good point to start gambling wise. Is the over for games played in this series is minus one eight over five and a half. Um, and I mean, that's kind of the most even odds you'll get is minus one eighty for over five and a half. So basically $18 to win $10 on the series going at least six games. The under is plus one forty five. I mean, I would, I'm all over that over, right? That's kind of, that feels like the play here. I think if you're going to bet the raise in the series, you, 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 you should root for the under. Yes, because I agree. The, be- the beginning of the beginning, obviously, you know, they, they always says, you know, whoever's more talented, that'll play out over more games. Um, but you look at the beginning of the series. So game one, you have Glass now on regular rest against Kershaw, who is known to implode in the postseason on uh, one day less than regular rest. So on short rest. And then they're running out Blake Snell on regular rest against Walker Bueller. And then they're running out Charlie Morton on an extra day's rest in game three against the Dodger starter who hasn't been announced yet. So, I feel pretty confidently that the Dodgers are going or that the Rays are going to have regu- like the starting pitching advantage each of the first three games in the series. So I think if you are looking for a spot for to bet the Rays to win, you should go, you know, four, I think four O's 22 to one right now in Movada or in five games, the race to win is, is plus is a 10 to one plus plus a thousand. So I think if you are rooting for the race to win this series, that's the way to go because as the series goes on and everyone's pitching becomes relatively the same as far as rest and stuff goes, then the playing field is going to level out. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm interested. I think you're right. Yeah, that, that the, the beginning of the series does favor them. And, and here's the thing. What I don't like is that Kevin Cash will tend to go to his bullpen a bit too early, in my opinion, um, in late, later in the series. He did that last series, and I, did, I think a couple times – it bit them. Like, I think they pulled Snell a little early, uh, I believe. And I think it was, I forget which game it was five, uh, six or seven. I, the games kind of blend together now, but yeah, I, I think, I, I hope he trusts that starting pitching, man. Cause I, I love glass now tonight. You know, I love time. I'm not sure how you feel, but like the Rays, the price tonight, you know, getting them and it depends on what book you go to, but they're plus plus one fifty tonight. And I've even seen them high as plus plus one seventy in places that line came down. With Glasnow on the mound, I think this is a great matchup and, and great odds early on to take them. And also, too, getting the Rays plus a run and a half, plus, minus 125, it's not bad value either, especially considering the Rays, you know, they play 
they play close ball games. So if they were to lose a four three, you can still grab a win right there. And I don't think that's a bad bet either. Well, and the plus one and a half is always valuable for the road team more than it is the home team. Because mm-hmm. if you get to the ninth, I mean, barring a two run homer and a tie game, you, you that would cover. Uh, yeah. And any chance to fade playoff Kershaw at, you know, plus money is valuable, especially when you have a pitcher like glass now. And then as far as like going back to kind of what you said about both teams deserving to be here, what would you say is, is more impressive? The Dodgers coming back from three, one or the Rays mental capacity to lose their first three opportunities to clinch the series and then win game seven. So like, you know, that the Rays are never going to be out of it mentally as far as the series goes and kind of same with the Dodgers. But and like I said, with the, if Kershaw is going to be out there in big moments, like today, today's a great opportunity to bet the Rays because we have seen over the last decade and a half of Clayton Kershaw's career continued, you know, getting, getting hit in the postseason. This feels like this game feels like, especially game one, two, it feels like it's going to be one of those that gets, that's close in the later innings. Uh, I feel like it's going to be one of those games that is going to go into later innings. And I'm not sure, are you somebody, Corbett, who likes the in game, not the in game odds, but odds, but. Are you somebody who likes the odds, Corbett, for like the, you know, first team to score, um, you know, a uh, certain number of runs in five innings? Are you somebody who likes those kinds of bets? Uh, not necessarily. Uh, like the un- the uh, first five inning under would probably be a play here. I'm not sure exactly what it's at. It's probably at round four. That's what they usually are, three and a half. Uh, you have two good pitchers. And, and on top of, you know, the Kershaw struggling in the postseason, also – the Rays lineup's not very good. Like the, one of the reasons I don't like well, I don't like the Rays in general is because like no one in that lineup consistently scares you. Now, obviously, Randy Rosarena did that for a series, um, but I mean their best hitter all all season long was Brandon Lau, and he didn't do anything in the postseason. So trying to figure out um, where they're getting offense from is a problem. Um, but as far as if you're looking for you know a, a bet mid game, like let's say live betting, uh, if the Dodgers score first and they're up you know two one run getting into that Rays bullpen. The Rays will probably be plus 250, plus 300. I think that's worth a play because the Rays just have a very distinct bullpen advantage in this series. Yes, they do. I will say this, though. Uh, I think they have to keep – I think the Dodgers need to keep Urias in the bullpen. I mean, the one thing we that people weren't talking about at all was his three innings that he gave in the end of that Dodgers, Dodgers-Braves game seven. People aren't talking about that. Talking about the Bellinger home run, but – he was he was awesome in in the back three uh, the, you know, the last three innings didn't strike anybody out but he was really good and uh, I I think that you know I I think that people are sleeping a bit I mean I know the back end they're they're a little bit worried about that but if they can mitigate some of that stuff with a guy like Urias in that spot I I kind of like their chances but I will say the longer the series goes it does concern you you know the Dodgers are going to have to offset their questions of, you know, who, who's going to p- pitch what game with their bats, right? I mean, this thing goes six, seven. I know we talked about the Rays questions too, you know, later in the series, but that, that's how it's going to look, right? Like the, the questions the Dodgers have at pitching, you know, it's, it, they're going to have probably a couple misses, you know, putting guys in games. Their bats the, are going to have to what carries them late. If you like, say, break it down into five different distinct categories, I would say the Rays are better at four of them. The Rays are better at starting pitching. They're better in the bullpen. They're better managing. And they just had maybe the best defensive series in the history of Major League Postseason. So, like, the Dodgers had the better lineup, sure. But I would argue the Rays are the better at the other four things. So, I don't think – like, I know we talked about, you know, the pitching advantage with the Rays will be diminished as the series goes on. But, that, I mean, that defense – they always say pitching defense will play. And then, 
an angle I've seen a lot from a lot of different writers and, you know, people respected in the industry is that like you, and I know you were talking about Kevin Cash going to the bullpen. That's kind of his thing, but right. I would much yes. rather him be going to the bullpen than, than Kurt Clayton Kershaw coming out with 107 pitches going into the seventh inning. I'm glad game. we didn't see that this time around. Aren't you? I mean, it seems like Dave Roberts is like, we're not and everybody was convinced it was going to happen again. Well, yeah, but I mean, you know, everybody was convinced that, that in game seven, Kershaw was coming out of the bullpen. I think a scenario could have played out where he might have come out of the bullpen. Um, but I think Dave Roberts got lucky that, that Bellinger hit that home run and it was kind of, you know, Urias or die for the Dodgers in game seven. Um, so I, I, I think there's a possibility there. And I think Dave Roberts has been there, done that, you know, what have they been to play world series now twice? The, uh, yes. I just, it can twice. Or yeah. It's their third pennant in the last four years. Right. So Twice previous, and I believe they were probably favorites in, two, in 2017 and two, or no, they wouldn't have been favorites in 2018, but I mean, they've been, they've been really good. They've been there a bunch of times. They've, they've played in how many postseasons since, you know, 2015, 2014. So I just, I mean, if they were going to do it, you'd think they have done it already, but here we are. Today's Locked On Nationals podcast is brought to you by our friends at Built Bar and BuiltBar.com. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. They've got six new flavors, including caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barchia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. Those go along with their 12 original flavors. All have chocolate. It's coconut almond, raspberry, German chocolate, peanut butter, banana bread, mint brownie, salted caramel, double chocolate, orange, toffee almond, and coconut, as well as peanut butter brownie. So 12 chocolate, six with nut flavors, six without nut. And right now, you guys have a chance to win a free cooler with your purchase. Go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get 20% off your next order and a chance to win that free cooler while supplies last. So once again, BuiltBar.com, promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off on your first order. And it's it's funny, Corbett, because this is the Locked On Nationals podcast, and the the Nationals had a lot of that feel, right? I mean, how many postseasons since 2015 the Nats been to? And that, you know, it was, you know, and since I guess 2014, you could say how many times, um, you know, they, the, every single year it was like the nationals, they have the group, they have the group. And, and then Bryce Harper leaves and, you know, it feels like the guys are getting older and all of a sudden the Nats win it. Um, so the Dodgers might have that kind of get over the hump type vibe, vibe this season. The one thing we'll, we'll now kind of round out this thing on is, World Series MVP, and then we'll get your pick for the series, but World Series MVP, all right? So some of the interesting odds for this, uh, Cody, uh, let's see, Cody Bellinger is plus 1,000. Dustin May is plus 10,000. So that kind of gives you an idea of, of how, how, you know, different ends of the st- spectrum, and I'm not seeing anything, pl- uh, anything past plus 10,000. So kind of your favorites, right? Mookie Betts at plus 750 uh, is, is the – odds on favorite right now. I would not take him. I, I think I've been impressed in the playoffs. I think he's probably been the best performer overall for the Dodgers throughout the entire thing. Um, you know, kind of most steady, especially last series is really good. Uh, who are you kind of leaning to for this? It's funny. So the, I think when you're trying to come up with, with people to take either long shot or straight, you know, or, you know, lower odds when it comes to stuff like this and any NBA finals or the, Super Bowl or here, it's uh, got to be somebody that's going to be in the lineup for the team that is most likely to win would probably be where you most likely go. Um, Mookie Betts looked like the best player in baseball in the NLCS and didn't win an LCS MVP. So 
a plus 750, if he's going to make those defensive plays and then hit, I think there's a lot of value on Nuka Betts, even at the even as the odds on favor at plus 750. And you can get in actually at some legal books at plus 850, plus 900. So I think that Mookie Betts has a lot of value. If you're looking to go like down the line, I mean, obviously Corey Seager at 10 to one, just, just hit five home runs in an LCS. So obviously red hot. Um, so I would go there. If the, if, if the Dodgers were going to win the series, those would probably be my two bets, especially because I just don't think pitchers pitch enough. So like the way a pitcher has to win, you know, or world series MVP now is like pitching seven shutout innings in game seven. So like, that's like a very minimal, you know, route to winning world series MVP. So pitchers, it's just, there's so much, there's so much less value because they're not going to pitch seven shutout in three world series games. Like they could have five, 10 years ago. I was curious about the pitching thing because I think it can happen. And this is where I kind of revisit glass now. Right. I mean, Gla- here's the thing to be a pitcher, to win, to win the world, uh, the world, world series MVP. I feel like game one starter is a great place to be because you have the opportunity to pitch two games and also come in in another, right. You, you're going to have three opportunities. And I mean, I know it's a small sample size through only three opportunities, but if your lights out during those three, you can get it done. Uh, yeah, I, I think it's an interesting point about, you know, the pitching. Like, like do, you, do you look at it that way too? It's kind of got to be like the, unless it's the closing pitcher, the game one starters are the, kind of one of the best chances to do it. I think they really have the only chances to do it. Unless you're, you know, you pitch game two, eight shutout innings, and then win game six to clinch the series, I guess is a way you could possibly do it. Just especially, like, I think you have to stay away from every race pitcher known to man. Unless Nick Anderson has like nine shutout innings with, you know, 20 strikeouts in the series out of the bullpen. I don't really think anyone, because, I mean, what are they going to pitch, 10 innings apiece, the, the series? And then you've got um, the Dodgers, who I don't trust Clayton Kershaw to be good enough to have any value winning World Series MVP. And they have so many excellent bats that if they do get there, I just don't think a pitcher, like I said, I think the only really way a pitcher can win, you know, uh, World Series MVP is if they pitch seven or eight shutout innings in like a decisive game six or game seven. And that's not going to happen because Kevin Cast A, doesn't let any of his pitchers, you know, in, in winner-take-all games pitch very long. And secondly, because I don't trust, you know, Dave Roberts to do the correct thing with the starting pitching. So I don't really think that you can you can take a pitcher, at least, at least in this series. All right. So I want I want your, your pick for who wins a series and how many games and your World Series MVP. Go. I'm going to say that the Dodgers win the series in seven games. Now, admittedly, I am holding on to a Dodgers ticket from pre-postseason. Not great value, but uh, a little over plus 200. Um so obviously I'm a little bit invested in the series. I think the Dodgers win in seven games. I think the bats take over and it kind of feels like kind of like, and I don't want to compare this because it's completely two different scenarios, but LeBron won his first title in a shortened NBA season. Like when's he going to do it? He did it when the season was short. When are the Dodgers going to do it? Everyone's going to use this to like talk about how they didn't actually win the world series because it was only a 60 game season. And you know, there was three fans in the stands the entire season. So it seems like the right spot for the Dodgers. They have such a better lineup. Like I, the, the Rays lineup could literally eventually all season, you know, it's not going to score any runs, you know, eventually it's going to happen. Like they scored one or two runs on almost all of their losses this year. So I think they can shut them down. But again, you get to do a game seven, it's a coin flip. And then as far as who's going to win uh, World Series MVP, I, I don't want to, I don't want to be Mr. Chalk here, but I think Mookie Betts at plus 750 is the play. He's clearly the best player on the field. He's going to get tons of opportunities at the top of the Dodgers lineup to make stuff happen. It's going to go to game seven. You know, the whole big time players make big time plays that, that that would be Mookie Betts in game seven for the Dodgers. And I think that's how the series plays out. But then again, I think it could be a great series one way or another. 
All right, I'm going to go Dodgers in six games, and I'm going to go with Justin Turner at plus 2,500 to be your World Series MVP. So that's my qu- my pick very quickly. All right, I, go ahead. I know yeah. I didn't mention it. I didn't mention it previously when I was talking about the Dodgers, but if you're looking for a Ray, you know, to potentially win World Series MVP, uh, Nate Lau hit like, or I mean, rather, Brandon Lau uh, hit like 12 home runs, led the team by a lot in the regular season, and has sucked in the postseason so far. Like you are what you your numbers say you are. Eventually, he turned it around. If that happens to be in the World Series and the Rays win, he's twenty eight to one going into the World Series, and he was by far their best hitter the entire regular season. So, that's where I would go for long shot value if you're looking at the Rays potentially winning the series. All right, Corbett, tell the people where they can find you on Twitter, uh, what kind of stuff you're working on, and and what the people can look forward to from you. Yeah, so it's at Corbett Koslak on Twitter. Uh, K-O-R-B-E-T-T-K-O-S-E-L-A-K on Twitter. I'm kind of in between ventures right now. Um, looking to be creating actually some sports betting content in the near future. But for right now, uh, just going to have to check that out and, and stay tuned for my next move. All right, man. Appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you all for listening to the Locked On Nationals podcast. Make sure you guys check out our podcast feed for all of our postseason position breakdowns. We've done all the fielding positions Uh, We've gone catcher, first base, second, shortstop, third, right field, center, and we just have left field left to do, and then we'll do uh, the pitching. We'll do starting, and then we will do the relief pitching. So uh, three more of these postseason position breakdowns still left to go, so check out the ones we have done in the podcast feed. Also, playoff diary uh, number seven coming tomorrow after game one of the World Series. We'll have uh, pretty frequent ones of those, uh, maybe almost – we'll see how the schedule goes – Uh, But we'll have them pretty frequently. Might tack them on to the end of the postseason position breakdowns. Make sure you guys check out us on Twitter at LO underscore Nationals. Follow me at Josh Neighbors underscore. And also check out the Locked On MLB podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network.